From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Today, Wednesday, the 20th of March, 2019, in a staggering attack on Friday, 50 people were killed in Christchurch, New Zealand at two Islamic mosques, and according to Fox News, about 40 more injured, ranging from young children to adults, with injuries from minor to critical. According to Nine News in Australia, reports of gunfire first came in about 1.40pm on Friday. Armed police descended on the Al Noor Mosque near Hagley Oval clearing the public from the area and sending the entire city into lockdown. It's the worst shooting attack the country has ever experienced, superseding a 1990 mass shooting which killed 13. And again, this time in Europe, on Monday morning, a gunman killed three people and wounded several more on a streetcar in the Dutch city of Utrecht in what the mayor said appeared to be a terror attack, touching off a manhunt that saw heavily armed officers with dogs zero in on an apartment building nearby. This according to the Associated Press, and while examples of moral evil are filling the news, one of natural evil is also taking place in Mozambique, where over 1,000 people are feared dead after what has been called the worst weather-related disaster ever in the southern hemisphere, an incredibly strong cyclone which struck the region over the past few days. The weather system submerged entire villages and has destroyed 90% of Bira, a city of about half a million people. Google has released the first beta of Android Q, the next version of its popular mobile operating system. Early adopters can get started by enrolling any Pixel device including the original Pixel and Pixel XL on the Android beta program. New features include foldable screen support, improved connectivity, new Wi-Fi features including the ability to share a Wi-Fi connection's credentials through a custom QR code, and other tweaks and features, more of which will undoubtedly be revealed as the beta rollout progresses. One notable upgrade, faster app launches, is something that users have completely about for years. Only since Android Nougat 2 releases ago, opening apps has gotten faster as Android learned which parts of an app's code is used frequently. Now with Android Q, Google Apps can launch immediately upon user interaction, and developers can use Android Q to process app data earlier and then move it to a security container so it's ready to launch, somewhat along the same concept of video buffering. No word yet on the official, likely dessert-themed name of Q, but with an expected release date of much later this year, there's a lot of time to think of a sweet treat, beginning with the letter Q. On December 8, 1939, the man with the golden flute was born. James Galway was born in East Belfast, near the Belfast docks, as one of two brothers. His father, who also played the flute, spent night shifts cleaning buses after World War II, 
while his mother, a pianist, was a winder in a flax-spinning mill. Surrounded by a tradition of flute bands and many friends and family members who played the instrument, James Galway was taught the flute by his uncle at the age of nine. When he was 11 years old, he won the Junior, Senior, and Open Belfast Flute Championships in one single day. When he was 16, he traveled to London to study the flute at the Royal College of Music and the Guildhall School of Music. He went on to study at the Paris Conservatoire under Jean-Pierre Rampal. After his education, he spent 15 years as an orchestral player, playing for the London Symphony Orchestra and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, among others. He auditioned for the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra under Herbert von Karajan and was principal flute of that orchestra from 1969 to 1975. In 1978, he recorded an instrumental version of John Denver's Annie's song, which peaked at number three in the UK singles chart. During his concert tour routes, James Galway often visits various types of church services as well and always prays before his concert performances. Wearing a cross pendant, he says it reminds him of what he should be doing and how he should be behaving. Noted hymn writer Keith Getty was introduced to the music industry by James Galway, who was intrigued with his piano arrangements, and with Galway's help, Keith quickly became a successful orchestrator and conductor, especially in the film industry. In fact, Keith Getty helped arrange the music that James Galway performed for the ensemble recording of the soundtracks for Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings films, composed by Howard Shore. Over the years, James Galway has played numerous classical solos, easy listening pieces, performed with famous bands such as the Chieftains, and played in orchestras presenting music both new and old. Knighted by the British Empire in 2001, Sir James Galway is known as one of the world's most prominent flutists and has sold well over 30 million copies of his recordings. The Protestant Reformation was ignited by Martin Luther when he posted his 95 Theses on a church door in Wittenberg, Germany on October 31st, 1517. One of the foundational views to come out of the Reformation was the five solas, Latin for alone, each representing five key biblical points. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, Sola Fides, Faith alone, Sola Gratia, Grace alone, Solus Christus, Christ alone, and Soli Deo Gloria, glory to God alone, and it's that one, the final sola, that is the topic of today's discussion. 
R.C. Sproul says this of the last sola. Each sola is important, but the first four really exist to preserve the last one, namely, the glory of God. To God alone be the glory. And to those who do not know God, that is perhaps the most foolish of all statements. What does it mean to give glory to God? First, what is the glory of God? Well, the glory of God is the holiness of God put on display. In Isaiah chapter 6, we read, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Note how it sifts from holy to glory. This is because when the holiness of God fills the earth for the people to see, it's called glory. The basic meaning of holy is separated from the common. Thus, the holiness of God is his infinite separation from all that is common. God is the antithesis of man. As human beings, we are impossibly lost and wicked. God is infinitely good and perfect. The glory of God is a way to speak of the reality to which all human wonder, awe, praise, honor, and worship is pointing. We were made to find our deepest pleasure in admiring the infinitely admirable, which is only the glory of God. We must not allow the glory of things on this earth to take the place of the glory of God, which is infinite. Distinct from earthly glories, God's glory is not the psychological projection of unsatisfied human longing onto reality. Rather, our inconsolable longing for satisfaction and pleasure is evidence that we were made for God's glory, which is the only thing which can truly satisfy. So why give glory to God? 1 Corinthians 10 tells us that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And Isaiah 43 tells us that we are created for his glory. The great mission of the church is to declare God's glory among the nations. Psalm 96 charges us to declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. And Ezra 39 and Isaiah 66 reiterate this and also show that glory is the holiness of God when put on display for people. Our primary purpose in life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. As Christians, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, as Romans 5 says. We were lost sinners, and God rescued us through the incarnation and ultimate revelation of His glory. And that incarnation is Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 says He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And so as Christians, we are eternally thankful and rejoice for this rescue, this salvation from sin and death that has been given to us. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. One author puts it this way, hope that is really known and treasured has a decisive effect on our present values, choices, and actions. May we as believers in Christ weed out the glories of this world and crush them so that we may truly see and share in the glory of God. Though the world sees this as foolishness and absolute craziness, to those who do know God, to those who are being saved, we acknowledge Him as our God, our Savior, and it is our deepest desire to give Him all the glory. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. Sole Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory forever. Amen.
Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.